Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Hello, and thanks for joining me for this edition of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. Today's guest is blues rock guitarist and songwriter Diana Rain. Born in Romania, but raised in Chicago, Diana talks about her experience of being introduced to the Chicago blues scene from a very young age, including a particularly significant moment in her career when she met the legendary guitarist Buddy Guy. Diana also opens up about the personal tension she wrestled with while considering whether to go into music or pursue an acting career. We talk about her 2019 album, Queen of My Castle, as well as the new songs and new sounds she's been developing during quarantine. During the show, we'll hear three songs from Queen of My Castle. We'll hear Time's Ticking Away, Worth, and Heat. So let's begin the show with Time's Ticking Away by Diana Rain on Joy Sounds.
And that was Diana Rain with Time's Ticking Away from her latest LP, Queen of My Castle. And it is great to welcome to Joy Sounds, Diana Rain. Hi, Diana. How are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. What's the story behind that song? How did that one come about? Time's Ticking Away. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on today. But Time's Ticking Away is kind of a going off of the song TikTok by Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimmy Vaughn. Stevie Ray Vaughan is a big influence of mine. And I just wanted to continue the message of being one, helping our neighbors uh, love will pretty much guide us. And that's a good message nowadays. Absolutely. Um, Even though this record was released a year ago, this this song is more relevant than ever today. Yeah, and I feel like it's a message that will just keep on. It's evergreen because right. we all need this message. We all need reminders. And it was just m- mainly for my connection to Stevie Ray Vaughan and his legacy and what he left behind. And he had a soul of gold. That's that's what I hear from so many people that either met him or just were influenced or touched by his music. So, you know, I just I want to keep that vibe alive. That's great. Music music, uh, keeps that going. I love that you let your influences shine through. You know, uh, you're not downplaying your influences in your playing, in your music making. I hear the Stevie Ray Vaughan. I hear the Jimi Hendrix. And it's Mm -hmm. right up right up front for you. I love listening to these guys and uh, I love learning from them because every time you listen, you hear something new. In addition to this theme that comes up in Time's Ticking Away, I hear throughout Queen of My Castle this theme of empowerment. Um, We're going to hear that in some of the other tunes, but even the title of the LP, Queen of My Castle, it kind of sounds like you really arrived to take control of who you are as an artist and your career. Is that what sort of the statement you wanted to make? Um, Yeah, I feel like that's what it morphed into. Definitely a level of maturity, it being my third album. I wanted to um, bring out more of the blues rock influences and the blues influences there were 15 original songs on there and I just kept writing and writing. At first I thought of a title for a song to be something like captain of like, what's like something like captain of my own ship or, you know, like what's the female, female version of that. Although women can be captains too, but in my mind it was like a, a male slogan thing. And so I was like, what could it be for a woman? And, and since I'm from Romania born there, and there are a lot of castles there. Yes. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Dracula's castle, which <laughs> happened last year. I was like, queen of my castle. Yes. Actually, one of the queen of Dracula's castle was like one of the most revered queens in Romania. So it just yeah. it worked out. I know that that's part of your story, being born in Romania and that you had a chance to go perform there, that must have been an amazing experience to sort of return to literally your roots. So I, I want to hear more about how did that feel? Because that probably was a significant event in your life. It was crazy surreal and beautiful and emotional. And I mean, my voice was shaking on that stage because it was in a beautiful town. First of all, driving to the town, I had never been to the countryside in Romania and it's absolutely Mm. gorgeous, so green and beautiful and lush and jaw-dropping. And so when I was singing, there were these like huge mountains right in front of me, 10,000 people, uh, biggest stage I've ever played on. And as soon as I spoke to them in Romanian, which is pretty broken because I grew up in America, I grew up in Chicago since the age of three. But my 
grandparents spoke to me in Romanian. My parents speak to me in Romanian. It's just that when I talk back, it's just a little bit <laughs> broken Romanian. That's understandable. I, I, <laughs> I think you get a pass on your Romanian. So, yeah. I, I And I tried my best. I did my best. They understood me. It was all good. And they loved it. And uh, it was just so cool. Like, I dreamt of that moment forever. Like when I was a little girl, my aunt was a famous singer in Romania and she passed in 1994 when I was 16. So ever, and she was young, she was in her like early forties. So I always thought, you know, I want to keep her memory alive. I would love to do a concert in her name. So to speak her name on that stage and to dedicate a song to her that's named, it's titled her name, which is just full circle. It was pretty crazy. It seems like Another fortuitous part of your story is this, your family relocating to Chicago, one of the great blues cities in all of America and all of the world. And uh, it sounds like you just couldn't help but to pick up on that blues culture of that particular city. It was something you, you dove into at a very early age, right? I was introduced to it at the age of eight because my my aunt was still alive and uh, her husband, he was a drummer and he invited me, they invited me out to a club called the Backroom Blues on Rush Street in downtown Chicago. And it's no longer there, unfortunately, but they had me and my family come out and they brought me up on stage. I sang a couple songs, like some pop song, Whitney Houston song. And I was totally into Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Prince, uh, <laughs> Stevie Wonder. So I went up, I sang a couple tunes, and then Cheryl, the singer, asked me to stay up and sing a blue song, and I had no idea what she meant. And she just said, you know, just make up the words. It's a 12-bar blues. Listen to the music. Make up the words. I was probably like eight years old, yeah. And and I had a great time. Like, it just kind of flowed naturally, and I was like, wow, this is the blues? The blues are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That was my intro to the blues. And then a really pivotal moment. I moved to California for college and then I moved back to Chicago and I went to uh, see Buddy Guy because I read a book about Steve Ray Vaughan and the the uh, introduction was by Buddy Guy. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wow. And then I heard driving in the car, I heard a uh, radio announcement for his Buddy Guy's Blues Legends, like a show that he was doing all of January. He does shows every day. So I'm like, wow, I just read about him and now I can see him live. And I went to the show and got a picture with him and talked to him for a little bit. And he was so amazing. And so that was like my real like you're going into the blues now. Yes, <laughs> for sure. All right. So you had this amazing opportunity to meet Buddy Guy, who, of course, was a direct influence on Stevie Ray Vaughan, who we've already talked about as a significant influence for you. But what mm -hmm. other artists do you draw from? What other influences do you have? I remember my first guitar, like, chills on my arm experience, and it was from Tom Kiefer of Cinderella, actually. I was no watching- No kidding. All right. Yeah. I was- And Rock it was a on. Gibson. Rock a on, Gibson Diana. of all things. <laughs> I did rock when I was when I was, you know, growing up in the 80s. I was all about uh, hair bands, too. <laughs> 80s and 90s. So I heard him on the Moscow Peace Festival pay-per-view that my parents bought. And I watched him. I saw him. He had like the black eyeliner, the long hair and like <laughs> this like black shawly thing. And I'm like, I want to be him. And he's, <laughs> and he's playing 
the Gibson guitar. I play Fenders mostly. The sound coming from an intro. To, it was like Nobody's Fool or Gypsy Road. And he played this amazing arena rock intro. And I had chills like all up and down my arms and spine. And um, yeah, that was so that was my first intro. And then every time I would hear guitar, I would just get chills if we walked into Guitar Center to get me like materials for my piano class or it does. It didn't matter. My, my dad was like, you got to learn how to play piano. It's, you know, good for you to understand music. It's a good bass. And and it was uh, I probably did it for a couple of years, but it did not give me the chills like the guitar did. Uh-huh. So um, next in line was Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I found his DVD at Target and just the cover. I didn't know who he was. And I put that in the DVD player and it was like, oh, my God, this is what I want to do. And then from then, from there on, looking into blues players and blues rock players, I I got into, you know, of course, his brother, Jimmy Vaughn. And uh, Philip Sace is another influence of mine who's like Stevie Ray on steroids and (laughs) Jimi Hendrix on steroids. And Walter Trout is amazing. And I really like Richie Kotzen, too, because he has blues influences, but he's very melodic as well. I'm into more of his melodic songs. I'm not really into more of the shreddy stuff. That's Mm -hmm. just me. Mm -hmm. Um, But more of the melodic, melodic songs. Tell me a little bit about your creative process and your writing. I've tried to break out of this thing that I do. I do this thing where I go into a cave for songwriting for like three weeks out of the year um, instead of just, you know, and then I get overwhelmed because there's just so much material right. and I have to record it all at once. During COVID, I, I did the same thing and I wrote 19 songs and I was like, oh my God, now I have to record each one by one by one. And um I just want to break that habit a little bit because I think there's so much that could come out of working on one song at one time. Mm. Um, So I want to try it differently this time. And I want to at least write, you know, two songs a month and then have 24 at the end of the year instead of like cramming a bunch of songs in at once. I've noticed in the last time, this last time that I wrote these 19 songs, I will create a riff lately that's very blues and dark sounding. And then all of a sudden in the chorus, it's very bright and happy sounding. So it's like, this. <laughs> and so for some songs, it really works because there's the conflict in the verse. And then there's a realization in the chorus. Uh, my sound has evolved because I've been trying to get in touch with different elements of different music that, give me chills and Mm. that I really resonate with and try and combine them. So I'm from Romania. And so I don't think I can really get rid of the Euro. So (laughs) like the the dance music, trance music always gives me this heavenly, like I love that heavenly sound and the synth sound. And then I really got into trap music and little peep. He passed away at the age of 21. Um, I think it was in 2018. And he had these really ethereal vocals and a truth in his music, uh, melancholy to his music that resonates with me. The trap beats resonated with me, plus the blues guitar and real drums. And so I just tried to incorporate that. It came out pretty awesome. So we'll see what happens. Even more influences are creeping into your music. This is going to be really exciting to hear when it comes out. 
Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was very excited to hear it all come together. I wasn't sure if it was going to be any good or not. And, um, you know, I just, I think it's important if you want to find your own sound for anyone out there that's doing music to really get in touch with like that guttural feeling you get with music and what it, what it is about certain music that really gets you going and gives you chills and inspires you and then try and mix it all up. A little taste of it was on the Voodoo Child cover I did. It was Jimi Hendrix's 50th anniversary of his passing. And I put out a song of cover of Voodoo Child that has these certain elements. Not as much on the synth side, but, but tiny bit. Great. So this Voodoo Child cover, uh, that's out might give us a little bit of a hint as to the direction that your music is going. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear another tune off of Queen of My Castle. We have queued up is the song Worth. And wh- what should we listen to for the, in this song? This one is a little bit more funky on, on the album. And I got my inspiration from, like, what would I say to my 20-year-old self? And that insecure 20-year-old that was following instead of like, I feel like when I was 13, I was super secure. And then I went through this really weird change where I got shy and quiet and uh, totally out of alignment with with who I am. And like almost like I was embarrassed of that or something. And, And then I allowed other people to superimpose what they thought of me and then it became what I, who I thought I was. So it's just about, you know, understanding what your worth is and hopefully not straying too far from that as you grow into yourself. So this is off Diana Rain's latest LP, Queen of My Castle. This is her song, Worth, on Joy Sounds. Take a seat, can't 
And that was Worth by Diana Rain. Yeah, I can, I can definitely hear that message of self-empowerment and that, that shot of self-esteem that we could all use at some point in our life. So um, That's right. I, I think it translates <laughs> very well to whomever you're hearing, but it sounds like you had to... You had to draw from a very, very personal time. I know that part of your story, you have also been into acting uh, as a professional mm-hmm. actress as well. And did that contribute to sort of this push-pull, you know, you searching for a little bit of confidence and wondering if you're going to be in the acting world or the music world? It would, did that present any conflict for you? Ah, oh, totally. Yeah, oh, my did. God. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I touched a nerve, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, acting was something from such a young age that I was so obsessed with and the multitudes of acting classes and programs and workshops. And uh, that's what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life, even though music was always there since before acting, even because I would sing to myself and I would dance around and play whatever instrument. So, yeah, after I had my son was when I had to wake up out of it. Like you choose one or the other and acting, unfortunately makes you feel like you're not good enough or Mm, you're never going to be good enough and you're not in control. And you're always in front of these people who are judging you. And then you feel like, um, yeah, no matter what you do is it's not good enough. So when I started writing my own songs, it was 2004. Four, three, two thousand, three, four. Anyway, it just gave me so much gratification to be like, oh my God, this is something tangible. I created this and you can like it or and you can not like it. And either way, it's okay with me because I like it and I made it. And it's like someone, you know, making a piece of art and it's yeah. there. And I really had more gratifying experiences with the products that came out of music than acting. It made me feel stronger every time I wrote a song, every time I came up with something. And each time I'm just getting better because every time you come to the table and you come to bat, you have more experience. You just get better by default. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, this push-pull thing, I, I left the Screen Actors Guild a couple of years ago because I was still paying them dues <laughs> home alone i right. was in home alone a long time ago i was 11 years old and uh and so i kept having to pay my dues and i was like you know what i just i'm gonna cut the cord i want to do music for the rest of my life and you know if a if a part comes along where i have to play some kind of musical character and i'll do it yeah if i'm asked to do it but i'm not seeking those opportunities you've mentioned it a couple of times that mm-hmm. becoming a parent gives you a degree of clarity. Nothing realigns your priorities like becoming mm-hmm. a parent, right? And it, and it seems like totally. It seems like that moment was really important to you and who you are as an artist. Oh yeah, I wouldn't change that for the world. Like it gave me so much more focus, and I want to be a good example for him. I want to accomplish something so that he knows he can accomplish whatever he wants. And uh, so yeah, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for that. He's eight now, um, (laughs) and it's cool to see him and his creativity blossoming. You'd mentioned that you were productive during our quarantine shutdown time writing and recording, and that gives Mm -hmm. gives our Joy Sounds listeners a lot to look forward to. 
but you were able to squeeze in a tour or at least uh, the majority of a tour beforehand. And, and if I if if I understand correctly, this is really the first time that you were, quote unquote, on the road, right? Yeah, it was my first time out, bought a van, the whole shebang. Before this, I was like, oh, my God, how do people even do this? It's so expensive. And it was expensive. <laughs> we were supposed to go out for five weeks from California to Florida and we did make it out to Florida and we did a good bunch of shows until like two weeks before we were supposed to end. We had to head back home and got back home March 19th and have been here ever since. Being on the road, honestly, like blues fans are the best. So friendly, so amazing. Absolutely. It was going so well. Like it was just, I'm so sad that we couldn't realize the whole thing and then keep it going like objects in motion stay in motion objects at rest kind of want to stay at rest and so it was a struggle to be back here i couldn't see my son for two weeks because i had to quarantine myself so he was with my parents and Mm. missing him like knowing we were 20 minutes away but i couldn't see him or be with him because at that point it was really like oh my god this thing is like a a huge, huge plague. So you can't even walk out of your house. So I was, I was super paranoid. It's so deflating when you were looking forward to this and sharing, wanting to share and and promote the record and having all of these plans. Is this something that you want to continue when we're on the other side of this? You want to get back on the road? Once I know that it's totally safe, uh, yes, Great. yes. I do. I want to share my music and, you know, doing Facebook lives. I was still in motion. I was still, you know, coming back from tour. I'm like, I want to do these Facebook lives. And then, although I enjoyed them, I really needed to write music. And so I went into my cave. That's what I do. I'll like come out and then I go into my cave, right? And then I'll come back out again. But I do miss the human interaction. It just makes you wonder how is it going to be different? How do you sell merch without coming into contact with people? There was a lot of like, there were a lot of hugs happening. There were a lot of, you know, handshakes and hand holdings. And I am, I want to show the love. So I usually am very open to that. Do you have a vision of, where this is all headed and where you see yourself. Gosh, (laughs) I don't have like a five-year or 10-year plan, but for the rest of the year, I'm going to be hunkering down and, and transcribing solos, guitar solos, and maybe posting some. I I just want to go back to like, I want to go back to my guitar. um, We call that going to to the woodshed. Going to the woodshed. That's what I'll be doing for the rest of this uh, year. And then I want to play this new stuff and I want to reimagine my band. I want to reimagine what it needs to be thinking. Maybe, maybe I have a drummer and a keyboard player that can play synth keyboards and bass at the same time. And a drummer that can play real drums, like, um, and some, some, uh, electronic drums too, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to get some of that trap stuff and trap beat. And so I don't know. I'm just, I'm taking it easy as far as that. I want to keep writing music. I want to keep, uh, I want to get the sound out. I want to get this new sound out for sure. Diana, it's been so great to get a chance to talk to you and meet you today. Likewise, Chris. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy we got to do this. Yeah. And we're going to wrap up today's show with another track from the Queen of My Castle record that you have. Mm-hmm. And this is Heat. And this is um, this is another example, in my opinion, where I hear 
your psychedelic influence come through. A lot of fuzz boxes, very Hendrixy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Very Hendrixy, and I also was listening to Rain Wolf at the time, and he's got a very dirty and gritty sound. So I wanted to come up with a really like pounding riff that could soar when the solo comes around, and then the lyrics. I was thinking about being, um, being a vet, of yeah, a veteran, and and what that must feel like, and the, the prison that's mm. that that must feel like in your own mind, like being in a prison in your own mind and not being able to come out in PTSD and all that. So, so that's where the lyrics came from. To finish up today's show, this is Diana Rain, performing Heat on Joy Sounds.
Be sure to subscribe and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know. Thank you.